was talking about, really talking about sharing, talking about who our God is. And it kind of fits in well with what we're going to be talking about today as we continue in our study in the book of Proverbs. Today we're going to be looking, looking in Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 21. And that those verses, or that one verse, speaks to us about the importance of speech. Now, one of the important factors of speech, of course, is shouting out who our God is, letting our world know who we serve, and shouting it from the mountaintops. But uh, one thing that I'm learning about, about myself and really about other people is that when it comes to speech, when it comes to us speaking, a lot of times we have a difficult time in using our speech in a way that is wise. I read a story that happened back in 1825 about a convict who was going to be hanged because, of his, uh, because he tried to create an uprising against the Tsar of Russia. And so he was to be hanged, and as they put the noose around his neck, he dropped down, and the rope broke. And he landed on the ground, and immediately he jumped out, and he said, even in Russia, they don't know how to make a rope that can hang someone properly. Now, normally when something like that would happen, a person would be pardoned. Well, they went back to the czar, told him what happened, and he said, how did he respond when it happened? And they told him what he said, and he said, well then, let's prove him wrong. Now, it's always important to understand this. Understand that what you say matters. Understand that your words are important. Uh, it, it reminds me of James 1.19, where it says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I don't know, but I think for some of us, that needs to become our life verse. Um, I usually get those things in the, uh, actually the opposite order. But today we are continuing our study through the book of Proverbs, and what we're going to see today is the importance of the words that we use. Uh, we're going to be looking today in Proverbs 18.21, and what we're going to see is that our speech carries with it great power. And it doesn't matter if you are rich it doesn't matter if you are poor. Understand this. Your words, the words that come out of your mouth, have incredible strength and power. And so I'd like for you to look with me in Proverbs 18.21. And as you do that, you know that over the last several weeks, we've been going through the book of Proverbs. And we've seen that Proverbs basically are short little sayings that give us practical, a practical advice for living. And we're told the basics or the purpose of Proverbs in Proverbs 1-7. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, one of the, one of the pieces of knowledge that we're going to gain today is that God has given us speech to use it wisely. And I want us to see very, three very simple things that show us the importance of our words or the importance of speech. And the first reason why speech is so important is, is this. It's because it is a gift from God. Your words are actually a gift from God. If you look in verse 21, it says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now we all know that, that animals communicate with one another. I mean, you know, dogs bark, as cats meow, birds chirp. People talk, but people are different from all other creation in the way that we communicate. It is only people that are able to communicate in the past tense, the present tense, and the future tense. I mean, think about all the different things that you know because people share with you. 
You know, I, I know what I'm supposed to do because my wife tells me what to do. Uh, that there's many of us, we, we know how we are to take care of ourselves because our doctors tell us what we are to do. Now that is a gift. God, God has given us the gift of communication. And he shares with us that us being able to speak is actually a gift that comes from him. Proverbs 16.1 says, The answer of the tongue is from the Lord. When you read through the book of Proverbs, you're going to see that the book of Proverbs highly values speech. It compares our speech to like silver and gold. Uh, and later on in the book of Proverbs, it tells us that a good word spoken is like gold that is set in a setting of silver. We're told that our words have the ability to nourish someone's soul. It's like a person who is thirsty, and when you give them a good word, it's like you are quenching their thirst. And God spoke to us from the beginning, though. And God's speech impacts everything about your life. I mean, we're told in Hebrews 11.3, it says, By faith we understand that the universe was created by God's command, you know, by His word, so that what is seen has been made from things that are not visible. I mean, if you want to, you can, you can take your Bible and you can go back to Genesis chapter 1. And when you get to Genesis 1, you are going to see the power of the spoken word. The Bible says God spoke and the earth came into being. It's pretty impressive. The Bible says that God spoke and animals were created. It says God spoke and men and women were created. So speech is powerful. And God has given us speech to be able to communicate with one another, but also to be able to communicate with Him. Now the unfortunate thing that I've discovered is when I don't use my speech in a good way, then I miss out on a whole lot of blessings. When I, when I don't learn how to communicate well, it can create trouble in my life. Uh, I read some, some interesting advertisings that were, uh, or ads that did not go over very well because it was poor communication. I saw one where there was an American food company that was selling their baby food over in, on the continent of Africa. And it, was the, it, had the, you know, it had the baby food on the label, it had a little, you know, little baby's face on it. And it was very popular in America, and whenever it went over there, nobody bought it. And so they were confused about it. And so they're sitting there trying to figure out, why is nobody buying our baby food? Well, they found out something interesting. And that is that uh, during that time, many of the people in Africa were, were illiterate. And so what they would do is when they would sell products, they would put on the label what was inside the jar. And so whenever they saw a baby's head on the label... A lot of people thought, yeah, I'm not real interested in buying that. Uh, that's not communicating well. Uh, Pepsi, whenever they were selling their product over in China, their old logo used to be, Pepsi brings you back to life. Well, in China, whenever they translated it, literally it meant, Pepsi, it brings your ancestors back from the grave. And so some people thought, I'm not real interested in seeing my mother-in-law again. Uh, so that didn't sell very well. In, in the United States, there was a car that was fairly popular in the 1970s, the Nova. Sold pretty well, except for in Spanish-speaking countries. And the reason why is because Nova in Spanish, anybody know what it means? No go. And so people thought, that's probably not a very good car. Now, guys, if we're going to use our speech in a way that is a gift from God, then we need to use our speech well. And it's interesting that God has given us speech in order to be able to communicate and to relate to him. 
Listen to the power of speech and what God desires from us. In Romans 10, 9 through through 13, it says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It says, One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. Now, Scripture says, Everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, since the same Lord of all is rich to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's power in speech. It brings you to a relationship with God. And so the, the first reason I see that speech is so important is because it's a gift that comes from God. But, but here's another reason why speech is so important. And if you look in verse number 21 again, you'll see that it lets us know that our speech can bring life. Again, verse 21, it says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who eat it will love its fruit. Now most of the time, when I, when I think of something or someone being powerful and strong, you know, I, I think of some really big guy. You know, some guy who's imposing and intimidating But the Bible says, if you want to find real strength in the body, it's interesting, the Bible says that your tongue is tremendously powerful. Now, the tongue's not a big part of the body, but man, it has a huge impact. In James 3, 2-4, it says, If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a mature man who's able to control his whole body. Now, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide the whole animal. And consider ships, though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. Now, this is, a, this is in reference to the tongue. And, and the tongue is like a, a bit in the mouth of a horse. If you are able to control your tongue, the Bible says then you are a mature man and you're going to be able to control all of your body. And it says that your speech is so powerful that when you use it well, it brings life. It brings hope. And so we're told that our speech is to be used in order to bring life to people. In other words, to encourage people. You know what the word encourage means? It's real simple. It means to put courage in someone. Now, the question is, are you using your speech, am I using my speech in such a way that I am putting courage in people, or am I using my speech in such a way that I am taking courage out of people? You see, of all people, believers, followers of Jesus, we should be using our speech in order to encourage people. Because we have an incredible message. We, we serve a God that we believe changes lives. And so when we see people who are, who are discouraged, who are depressed, who are beat up by their past, we can share a word of courage with them and say, hey, listen, there is a God who says that he can forgive. When there are people who are, who are worried about the future and they don't know what tomorrow holds, we have a message of courage to share with them. To let them know that we serve a God who promises to give eternal life. So of all people who should use their speech well, it should be believers. 
And whenever we use speech to encourage, it can change somebody's life. I'm sure everybody in here can name a time when somebody gave them a word of encouragement and it caused them to move beyond what they ever thought they could do. I'm sure there are others of us who can name a time when somebody discouraged us and just absolutely beat us down. So words of encouragement, they have power really to bring life, to bring hope to people. Uh, on PBS, they had a special a while ago that, uh, where they showed what President Abraham Lincoln was carrying in his pocket on the night that he was assassinated, April 14, 1865. When they opened it up, he had a pair, pair of glasses in there, had a pen knife, had a, a handkerchief that had the letter A embroidered on it. I thought this was interesting. He had a Confederate $5 bill. And then the last thing he had was a couple of newspaper clippings. Now, when they read the newspaper clippings, they opened up the box, they, they pulled out the newspaper clipping, and one of the clippings was from an English newspaperman who wrote this. His name was John Bright. He wrote, Abraham Lincoln, the, one of the greatest men of all time. Now, Lincoln was carrying that in his pocket. Now, to us today, you know, we, we know that. We know Lincoln was one of, the, one of the great men of all time. But in 1865, that was not common knowledge. Now, there are many people who did not believe he was all that great of a man. So whenever he would get discouraged, what he would do is he would look for a word of encouragement. And he'd pull out that newspaper clipping and he would read it and it would remind him, I am doing the right thing. I am on the right path. Like I said, there are some of us who know people or we ourselves who feel like we're, we're sort of on the wrong path. And whenever that happens, the question is, well, what do we need? What we need is someone to encourage us, to give us words of instruction and, and correction. In Proverbs 25, 12, it says, A wise correction to receptive ear is like a gold ring or an ornament of gold. Now, when we encourage people, we, we don't want to encourage people or cheer people on when they're doing the wrong thing. Parents, when your kids stay out past curfew and they come home like at 2 in the morning, do you go, good job. Man, way to take initiative there. Do we do that? Absolutely not. Now, I think where we get in trouble is what we're seeing today is we are cheering on things that are not right now. And, and that is not how we are to be using our speech. See, whenever we cheer on things that are outside of the path that God has for us, all it does is create chaos and division. We are to encourage when we see the right things being done. Listen to what the Bible says again. We're told in Proverbs 15, 7, The lips of the wise will disperse knowledge. So whenever we speak in encouraging ways, whenever we point out truth, what we are doing is we are shining a light on the path that God has set up for man to follow. And enable, it enables people to see how they should live. Speech is important. You know, the way you speak, understand this, it is a gift from God. Your speech is powerful because your speech brings life. But there's another side we need to be aware of concerning the power of speech, and that is that our speech can also bring death. Verse number 21 again says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. When I was, when I was younger, um, I used to enjoy driving 
a little bit recklessly. Um, I, you kinda, it's kinda, it was kind of fun to kind of go fast and kind of fun to, to do other things that I will not mention because I don't want anybody to follow my example. And so as I was driving, you know, I would drive and have a good time driving. But as I've gotten older, I began, I began to understand that a car is, I mean, it's a powerful, it's a powerful thing. And if I'm not careful with it, it can get away from me and create a lot of damage. Now that's speaking of a car, but here's what I'm learning also concerning the mouth. When I was younger, I've used my, I've used my speech in ways that are not so positive. I mean, for a cheap laugh, I could say things that were cutting about other people. I, I could use my speech in a way to tear others down, to make myself feel better about myself. But as I've gotten older, I've begun to realize that, that the way that I use my speech, when I let it get out of hand, it can do tremendous damage. And the Bible says in Ephesians 4.29, No foul language is to come from your mouth, but only what is good for building someone up in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear. It says when, when we speak, we're not to be foul with our speech. Another word for foul, it could also be translated rotten. Our speech is not to be rotten. Now, that word rotten, it's in reference to something that is polluted. It's in reference to something that when it's polluted, that it will, that it will go out and it will spread. And I, I've noticed that whenever I'm around people who are using foul speech, it is very easy for me to get infected by it. And for my attitude to be changed, or for me to begin to, to go down to the, lama, the, the lowest common denominator in communication as well. You know, we, we've all heard the saying before that, that one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. Y'all heard that before? You know, or I guess a rotten egg, same thing. Now, the question is, is that true? Have you ever won I, I've always wondered that. Is one apple really going to screw up a bunch of other good apples? Well, scientists did a study, and they found out it's true. Whenever an apple becomes ripe and it's not taken out, it's not eaten, and then it becomes overripe, it begins to produce this gas in it called ethylene. I think that's how you say it. And if a bunch of other good apples are around it, when that gas is released, what it does is it spreads to the other apples. And it causes them to become overripe. And then eventually what happens is they end up getting spoiled as well. Now as the same exact thing happens with our speech. Now, if we use our speech with grace, you know what you get in return? You get grace. Now, if you use your speech and you're not very gracious, you know what you get in return? Stuff that's not very gracious. You know, there's an old saying, garbage in, means going to be garbage out. And that garbage out is going to affect everything around you. Now, now the Bible also lets me know that what I say is an indicator of what's inside of me. What I say gives a picture of my heart. Luke 6.45 says, A good man produces the good out of the good storeroom of the heart, and an evil man produces evil out of the evil storeroom. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. Whenever you examine how you speak, whenever you examine how you communicate with other people, what kind of a picture does it give concerning your heart? 
Now, does your speech so show that you are a person filled with grace, or does your speech show that you are a person who is polluted and dirty on the inside? Now, I don't know about y'all, but that, that's convicting to me. That when I examine my words and I examine how I interact with others, it is giving a picture of who I really am on the inside. Understand, your words matter. What you say carries with it great power. See, the Bible says that your speech is a gift from God. It says that your speech can bring life, but your speech also can bring death. Now I want to close with this. And that is very simple. The greatest word that has been shared with us came from Jesus concerning speaking. Jesus said in John 5, 24, he said, I assure you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but he has passed from death to life. Now, I believe this. I believe there are people who are dying to hear a word of life. They are dying for some encouragement in this life, in this world. And Jesus gives us words of life. Jesus says, you believe in me, you speak my name, and you trust me. Jesus says, I will give you life. Do you have life? It could be there are some of you, and you're, you're looking for life. You're looking for something to encourage you. Guys, let me encourage you to trust and believe speak the name of Jesus today. Well, what's the Bible saying? It says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you shall be saved. There is power in your words because Jesus acknowledges what you say and as you trust him, he will impart life to you. Now if you'd like to do that, then I'd encourage you in just a few moments as we bow our heads, you just simply call out and say, Jesus, today I confess that you are Lord. I believe in you. I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask you to save me. And the only thing I know to do is trust that what Jesus says is true. Now, there might be others of you, and you're believers. And you say, you know what, if I really examine what is coming out of my mouth, man, I'm convicted. And I look and see what's coming out of my mouth, I need forgiveness. And I'd encourage you to pray and just simply say, God, I ask that you forgive me. God, I, I need a new start. I need you to clean me on the inside. And, and a great prayer to pray comes from Psalm 141, verses 3 and 4. And if you're a person who struggles with your speech, I'd encourage you to remember Psalm 141, verses 3 and 4. It says, Lord, set up a guard for my mouth. Keep watch at the door of my lips. Do not let my heart turn to any evil thing or perform wicked acts with men who commit sin. It could be there are some of us as believers and we need to pray and say, God, set up a guard over my mouth because I understand my words matter. Shout it.